0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: All Things in the Name of Love, with your host, Dr. Erica Reisberg. Music performed and written by Megan Moreau.
0: Can you help me redefine Truth and preservation of our soul shine I can feel it, yours and mine Close your eyes and witness it inside In your bones, you will know Trust and let go
1: Before I start the episode, I just wanted to let you know that I've got a lot of feedback from my community that some of you would like to have some help to get through distractions into a greater state of awareness and calm. So if you feel called to work with me, I'm offering a workshop on May 27th, and you can reach me on my Facebook business page, which is Erica L. Reisberg, R-I-S-B-E-R-G. Thanks. Now on to the show, episode fifty-six: Plunging Inward During the Great Pause with Seth Elliot Santoro. Today I have with me the wonderful guest known as Seth Elliot Santoro, who is an intuitive business coach, author, medium, HR advisor, keynote speaker, and death expert. Seth's vision is to inspire the world, one by one, to smile, and therefore heal from the inside. Author of How I Learned to Smile from the Inside, he believes we can all heal from absolutely anything. Mm. Combining his passion for corporate America, his training as a coach, and his metaphysical gifts of intuition and mediumship, Seth partners with clients to reframe their minds, re-engage in their present, and create a better legacy, future, and fulfilling life for themselves and everyone around them. Mm. I knew there was a reason why I wanted you on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
2: I'm so excited. Me too.
1: I love this because You know, I'm I'm guessing, I'm I'm making this wild assumption that you're especially during this time in consciousness feeling a shift Mm. of people wanting to go deeper and not really knowing how to.
2: Yes, or not wanting to go deeper, but having to.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yes. See a lot of that too.
2: (laughs) I love it. I love it.
0: So true. So true.:
1: Oh. So I want to start with what's coming in, is that I want to learn about how you stepped into this beautiful state of being. Is this something you started as a child? Is this something you came to in as adult? How has this unfolded for you? Well, you know,
2: <laughs> it's really been a life unfoldment. When I was, when I was four or five, I remember exactly where I was, what I was wearing. And I decided and, and just had this feeling like I need to change the world somehow. And I didn't know how to do that. Obviously, I was four or five. And so at that time, I was like, okay, I can be a lawyer, because apparently I knew what that was. Uh, I can be, <laughs> I can be an entertainer. I could be a figure skater, because I was totally like my lovely gay self at that time and um That's awesome. yeah, <laughs> right or firemen and so there you have it so i and from there literally it took me about 28 30 years to to figure out what that meant you know i had to go through a lot of stuff a lot of death a lot of relationships um i graduated high school when i was 16 went off to college spent a year abroad you know speak other languages all of those experiences culminated right until my mm-hmm. early twenties, and I started to understand that there was like I went through my existentialist crisis, like midlife crisis, when I was like twenty three. Because <laughs> <a trim. laughs> I was like, "What am I doing?" You know, I was in corporate America and insurance investigations, and I was like, "There's so much more to life than this." Mm-hmm. So, and that's when I started to feel a lot more about people and things. And I, you know, I had several friends, I like had five good friends die within a two year span. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was rough. Um, yeah. and I just thought that everyone could talk to their deceased loved ones every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> you know, like, why not? Why not? Right, right. So, um, and no, I, I literally, and it wasn't like I was having a conversation, but I was in my mind, like, I really thought that they were responding to me. So, which was kind of a clue, but, you know, and I I became a life coach, a certified coach. I became a yoga teacher, like serious midlife crisis. However, my parents always instilled upon me to have a plan B. So I continued to work in corporate America as all this was going on, you know? Okay. So then I made a shift from New York to LA. And I think that's where I always tell people I was born in New England, grew up in New York, and then became an adult in LA.
1: Okay, so I got to pause and ask you where in where in New England. Oh, so I was born in Boston. Okay, yeah. I was born in Connecticut. So awesome! I mean, so, I you, lived... get, so, you, so you get that, that that Puritanism that that runs <laughs> rampant on the East Coast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. What's so interesting too is just how how progressive they have become. You know, like Massachusetts, mm. Connecticut, New Hampshire, like have Vermont. They've all just. Anyway, so it was a great basis, I think, for for me, and and made me very open. I mean, I came out. I was fifteen. You mm. know, it was beautiful. it was just yeah. So yeah. So during my twenties, I I moved to LA, and I think and I know that that's, I started this terrible pattern of dating completely not unavailable, but emotionally unavailable men. Mm-hmm. And so when I was in my early thirties, I I was in the process of Writing and finishing my my book, How I Learned to Smot from the Inside. And I, for the second time within about a four year span, I woke up and I rolled over from my partner at the time and said, I deserve so much better. Mm -hmm. I, I deserve so much better. And I just got goosebumps. And the world opened up to me. So, what I mean by that is, I would then be like out to dinner with friends or friends of friends, and I would just start feeling everything about them, their loved ones. And they, would they, if they mentioned someone who passed away, I, they would be like right with me. And it was like uncontrollable.
1: That's a little overwhelming.
2: It was very, very overwhelming. Because I'm like, am I... And no offense, I know... I mean, I have friends that are schizophrenic, but I really, I really was like, what is going on? Like, this is not normal. And though, I mean, to be very honest, I've always been obsessed with ghosts and spirits. And, and the sixth sense was like, I want that to be my life. So I... <laughs> i think little did you know little <laughs> did i know right so it took me about nine or ten months to kind of to come to terms with it myself okay right and then i had to come out again for the second time in my life <laughs> and it was a little bit different <laughs> and a yeah. little bit harder yeah like my oh, parents yeah. to this day are like you know i'm married They're like how's your i mean they're obviously they we love your husband we love you guys a lot all that stuff great with that the medium shift my father still gets the term wrong. I mean, I love them and I'm super grateful for them. Don't get me wrong, because they listen to these, <laughs> but they still they still like don't really ask until maybe the end of the conversation. So, how are your sessions going? You know, and it's Aww. and so I know they're working on it, but it was harder for them to deal with this. I think, and I think that's because they have issues with death themselves. To be very honest, okay. so my mother lost her my mother lost her mother when she was very young. So you know, there's a lot of mm. there's a lot of issues. Anyway back to me. So that was about 4 or 5 years ago and since then I've been practicing, studying, charging people for my readings. I do I do healings, I do Reiki, I do um, intuitive readings and mediumship, but the last couple like year or two obviously I built a career in HR and operations within corporate America. So and I know and I keep telling myself there has to be some reason why I've spent 20 years or, or more in corporate America. You know, and then I realized, okay, I'm a coach, and I and I know corporate America, and I know how to make decisions and help people make decisions and inspire and motivate people. But I also have this intuition. So let's find the best way to combine all of that.
1: Yeah. You know,
2: and I'm still working on it. So I'm happy to take Mm -hmm. any suggestions. (laughs) But honestly, you know, I'm doing I'm doing some abundance exercises, especially now. It's super helpful given COVID, and I. And so I've been working on, like, I follow Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada. I follow Emmanuel mm-hmm. Macron, you know, from France. And I, mm-hmm. I just keep envisioning them. They're going to call me one day and they're going to mm-hmm. say, I want to work with you. Like, be my spiritual advisor, be my spiritual coach. Yeah. So.
0: That's beautiful. Goosebumps
2: again. That's where I'm going, you know, because I feel like I always want to, I mean, my, my, my vision, right, is to inspire the world, to heal and smile from the inside.
0: Mm-hmm. what
2: better way to work with ceos which i already am doing yeah, and, and politicians prime ministers mm. so i think that was a yeah i think i answered your question that's no, how that's I,
1: beautiful because <laughs> you know it's interesting how we we start out my background is in history okay and uh oral history is like i did a lot of oral history recordings and then voiceovers and then getting to the edge of what i could do academically in terms of understanding the concept of separation okay, because I never got it. I'm going, there's got to be a reason why there's separation, right? There's got to <laughs> be. I don't understand this. And then, then my dad died and I felt his spirit leave his body. And wow. then I went, oh, wait a minute. I don't understand anything.
0: Mm.
1: And awesome. I I've, I've felt, I've felt every one of my family members who have died uh, transition. Uh, I haven't really had conversations with them, but I felt their energy come to, to me a few times. Beautiful. And uh, having a highly trained academic mind, <laughs> my, my, my mind absolutely loves to try to understand it, mm. right? To yeah. To logically compartmentalize it. And I spoke... I spoke this morning with somebody who's from Sweden and my, my dad's side of the family is Swedish. And she said, Oh yeah, Swedes are logical. They don't get spirituality at all. And I was like, <laughs> that makes so much sense. <laughs> like this guy is part of it. I was like, this is why yeah. it's in my DNA. Right. And I didn't, <laughs> I don't necessarily hundred percent believe that's true, but like there's an element of it that rings true. And it's like, okay. And you would think for the northern lights and for all the cold, dark, lonely nights in Sweden, they'd probably want to get into spirituality more. But apparently not. They want to logically explain it all away. Wow. And so I've had energy channel through maybe for multiple times. Sweet. And each time I go and then I pull back and I go and I pull back. And, and it's this, this, this slower process of surrendering and I would, you know, consciously like mm-hmm. because consciously I just want to be there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. And so how so since you get it, how did you navigate that?
2: You know, it's still a work in progress to be honest. Okay. I think okay. I don't know what it is. Like my husband, uh, God bless him, I love him. He has this uncanny ability to always be in the spiritual world and Mm. and it's it's amazing and sometimes it makes me nervous when he's driving but (laughs) other than that (laughs) love you hubby um so yeah so but that's the thing like he's always there i however i think because i because i think i first learned how to be pragmatic how to organize how to be in corporate america and have to mm-hmm. and and how to motivate people of all types. I mean, I ha- I can't even tell you there's so many stories, right? But I worked I worked at a lemon growing organization in Mexico. So I traveled back and forth between oh, wow. LA and Mexico and cool. I worked it was it was amazing until I was almost kidnapped. But that's a Oh, whole well, other okay, story. that's not so cool. <laughs> yeah. No, but the it was the most amazing experience and I I worked obviously all in Spanish and it was just an incredible experience. So I know how to connect. I think that's with anyone in any situation. And I think that's how I've been able to kind of bridge the gap. And I think like that's one of my favorite readings ever. Someone told me that I'm a reframer. And I love that term, mm-hmm. right? So it's to take what everyone already knows or what they think they know, and then shift it in a way that you can tell people A, people B, people C, different types of people. And where they are in their life, you know, by meeting them where they're at, that same idea or topic or theme. So that's, I think, one of my gifts as well. Is,
1: that's a beautiful gift.
2: Yeah. So I feel like that's how I've been able to navigate. Because believe me, um, sometimes I get so involved in the HR that I forget that I can literally tap into anyone I want. I call it tapping into. And I can ground myself. So I love when in the middle of the day, or the beginning of the day, or the end of the day, I have a reading because, or a podcast, because it grounds me and centers me. And it's like, Oh, yes, this is what it's about. And then it makes me appreciate and grateful for all the other moments. Does that make sense?
1: It totally does. It totally does Because I I know when I'm, when I'm in flow, I'll call it, it's either when I'm painting something, Mm -hmm. or when I'm Creating something, be it a podcast or something in the kitchen, and that can be like food or a facial product or a skincare product, and okay. and I I just go in with I'll have a recipe and then it will get modified while I'm making it, mm-hmm. and I should take notes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, because what what comes through me is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And I'm in awe because I'm sitting there going, where did this, I know where it came from because it's not me.
0: Right, right.
1: And how did I do it? Right? Yeah. Because it's that balance of like, I know this wasn't me. I have physical proof that it wasn't me. How did that happen?
2: <laughs> Welcome to my everyday life. <laughs> Seriously, you know, I'm, sometimes I talk to people or I'm connecting with people or doing a session and I just say something and I'm like, where the F did that come from? You know? Like, like I know where it came from. Like you like, I know. And sometimes, well, let's be honest, a lot of time, whoever I speak to, if it's spirit guides or angels or whatever you believe, they're like, you should listen to this too. (laughs) And, (laughs) And I'm always like, oh, now I get it, you know, so it's, it's, I think, I think I'm just a vessel sometimes and a messenger.
1: That's, you know, I, when I'm in that state, I get it and I love it. And I'm so peaceful when I'm there in that moment. Absolutely. And then when it's gone and I'm better at it than I was, but when I'm, when I'm on the other side of it, I try to analyze it.
0: Hmm.
2: Thank you, Swedish side. Thank you, academic. Mm-hmm. academia. <laughs> thank you life conditioning yeah i mean the interesting thing is i would say that when i'm not in it i yearn to be back into it because and then i get sometimes i get so bogged down with what i'm doing because you know hr can be very specific and detailed i get very like stressed and then i Mm. you know i'm like why can't i feel that grounded all the
0: time you know
1: yeah yeah, I totally get it. Like I I will go into our fortunately community gardens in in Portland mm-hmm. are uh deemed essential. Awesome. I know. Wow. <laughs> wow. Because they are. Right. Nice. <laughs> and so the one that we have is is in this meadow that's surrounded by forests and so it's just it's delightful. There's mm-hmm. no fences, there's no you know, you can just walk into it and so, I will when we go up there, there's a big old cedar that I talk to, or yes, I talk to her, I feel her energy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then I'll take my shoes off and just sit at a picnic table and just let my feet ground. And if I do that for 15 minutes, my whole day shifts. Yeah. When I don't do it, I struggle to get there.
0: Mm.
2: Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, oh no, now she's gonna ask me <laughs> the question <laughs> that I, I'm challenged with myself is how do we get there without getting there or
0: without, Right? without <laughs> right?
1: well, yeah, I mean because it's it's this constant I, I know I know for me one of the things I do is put my hands on my heart and breathe for a few deep breaths. Yes. And right. then ground myself. I also have a grounding pad underneath my desk. Oh, cool. Because we live in an apartment building on the fifth floor. And I need that. That's not negotiable. I have to be grounded because once I am grounded everything else flows and when I'm not it's chaos.
2: I hear you. You know, I I think that's an amazing I think for me when I'm in those busiest moments it's interesting because I think there's and I think we're going to use these terms a lot in the future but pre-covid, post-covid, right? So mm-hmm. pre-covid like I wasn't as completely stressed out as I was, or in times, the, the idea of uncertainty and temporariness was not part of my vernacular very much because mm. we could, because from a business perspective, I knew what was going on and I knew blah, blah, blah. But now I, post COVID, I have daily meetings about COVID and who's going on leave, who's going to blah, blah, blah. And now there's this amazing sense of uncertainty where essentially where, like where, how I've lived in other countries the fact that you can't count on everything, that's exactly what we're going through here. And that this is temporary, right? So, and the, the reason I bring that up is because I feel that knowing that we have, we really have no idea what's coming and knowing that this, this is temporary, I think, in tr- I think a lot of people, almost everyone, scared. I mean, there's a, a range of emotions, right? On the daily, we go through tons of emotions. But I've come to this place of acceptance of, of where it is. And so be, being that I've done that over the past week and a half since I've kind of discovered this acceptance, for me, it's, it's really like three or four breaths. And it's understanding that we're living in such an amazing time, right, that will forever be in our lives. And, and it's just temporary. And then there's a new normal on the other side. And, and so I'm not going to be stuck in HR. For the rest of my life, you know, and, and who wants to be there? Right. So I think about the lovingly other the other side of the situation, and and that grounds me. So that's post COVID, pre COVID. I literally had to you know sit in a chair and or and or do a yogic position and then meditate for like a couple minutes or, or or take breaths for a couple minutes. It took me a minute to to ground, but there's something about this shift that's happening now that has allowed me to get there much easier i don't know about you how do you feel about that
1: i i feel like i so yesterday i did not ground and so and i had a lot of technology going on i had a lot of interviews (laughs) yeah and so i wasn't really grounded last night and i listened to some uh solfeggio okay actually just 528 with the monks chanting om and it was in previous times It just knocks me out and I have a blissful night of sleep. But because I hadn't grounded myself earlier in the day and I hadn't meditated enough, I didn't sleep as well. So, what's coming through for me is I have to meditate two or three times a day Mm. because I'm getting so many downloads. I'm vibrating when I sleep because something is happening energetically with me.
0: Mm.
1: And it's amazing and beautiful. And when I'm not grounded, I can't feel that as well. And so there's more of a conflict.
2: You know, maybe I should try that myself because I've been having a lot of trouble sleeping as well. And and I am finding myself meditating at least once, if not twice a day. And so I'm, I'm with you on that. I think I might try that myself. Yes. That's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, yeah. it's just this we had it in the bedroom a couple nights and then we just decided to sit on the couch and I much prefer it in the bedroom because I'll just lay there and let the energy just do what it needs to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'll feel this really deep peace that comes from it. And I feel like, because I think uh DNA repair. And so I'll just feel this calming come in that, that I can't explain any other way. And those nights have been really peaceful just last night not so much because I didn't I didn't meditate enough. Mm-hmm. Are you finding that this state of unknowing is giving you more access to non-third dimensional communications?
2: <laughs> I find it the exact opposite to be very honest. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: I feel because,
2: so I'm used to doing several readings per week, right? Like because of my schedule, it's kind of crazy, but I usually can do three to five a week. And that coaching sessions would be more, but, and now I find that it's like a couple a week because I feel like people maybe aren't ready or everything is so uncertain. Why would you get a reading to find out about the future? If the future is all uncertain, you know? Mm. So when I connect, it's deep. But I find, I'm finding that for me, like I just started a new YouTube channel. It's called, yeah, it's called Life and Death with Seth. Because I, nice. <laughs> I love life and I love death. And I had been, people have been telling me to start it for months, right? And I just haven't. And with this COVID situation, it was the perfect time that I slowed down and was like, now is the time to get some messages out, you know? So. It's not what I originally set it out to be because we we're going to talk about life issues and death challenges and things really cool about death around the world. But now it's it's really talking about how to get through this day to day. And so when I'm in touch with that, and when I'm inspired, totally, totally connected to the third, the, the non-third dimension, beings, communication. But I do feel like the access right now is kind of muffled. My husband would totally agree with me. We've had this oh, conversation. Interesting. He feels okay. like... We shouldn't be doing readings at this time because everything's uncertain. Mm. And I feel like I think it'll naturally happen. So it's just naturally died down. However, people... I have had two, two more intuitive coaching clients. So I do intuitive business coaching with obviously the CEOs and, and uh, politicians. But I also do intuitive coaching with just regular people like myself, you know, to awesome. smile from the inside. Yeah. And so that has picked up. So it's you know, but it's more like intuitive therapy, intuitive coaching. So I think people, I mean, people are everywhere, but I think they're experiencing a ton of a range of emotions. I feel like they're struggling to control what they can. I think there are some people who are being super productive and creative, and then I think people that there are other people who are super bored, super annoyed, and you know, so so it's been a very interesting time in terms of my clients and what they're receiving you know so
1: i totally get that i've i've met several people who because i i happen to be an expert in distraction okay Uh, i'm i'm finding people who are looking for help with distractions Mm. like why am i like i know i'm feeling uncomfortable so i'm intentionally distracting myself right now and i'm like well actually this is the perfect time to go within Oh, but you don't know how to do that. I do. Let me, let me show you how to do that. And I, I am getting into coaching because this is a skill set that I, I've done for 51 years of distracting. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. right. I, I don't know how to do this any better since I've been doing this before. <laughs> um, so, so like I have this awareness. I know when I distract myself now. Like, I don't even have to, like, think about it. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm distracting myself. Then I have to sit and say, is it distracting because there's a feeling underneath that needs to be heard?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Or am I bored? If I'm bored, why am I distracting myself? Like, I, I have painting stuff. I have recipes for God knows so many different things I could make. Why am I wasting my time when I am a conduit of creativity. And then I have to sit with that. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I I just wanted to track myself.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And that is awareness at its best, you know? No. And I, and I mean that honestly, like I think the way to heal for all of us is through awareness. Yeah. And I feel like that, I feel like I aspire to, I mean, I feel like I'm, I mean, I'm very aware and I'm very aware when I'm distracting myself and, I've been very busy this whole week and I'm creating this new, like an intuitive one-on-one development course it's awesome. as well, because people have told me like, you need to do this. And I'm like, I've always wanted to do this, but now, so I've been super busy the past couple of days. And then last night I was like, I just want to finish the Handmaid's Tale third season. That's <gasps> what I want to do. And <laughs> and I've been looking forward to it all week. Mm-hmm. And, and I have three episodes left and I'm like, I'm going to do this because I need, like I was, you know, I was just, Exhausted because of work, and, and, and then I have the framework for the class now, so I can take off three hours and do this. But it, it, but it takes a lot, and I still even even now I'm still like, well, you could have been building something else or using your creative juices. So I'm with you 100. However, there is a time to relax, and right. and and I also feel my husband doesn't feel this way, but I because he he can't even stand the music to Handmaid's Tale because it's so eerie and d- intense and disgusting. Disgusting in a good sense, you know, and he won't even be around when I watch it. So, anyway,
1: I'd probably be hanging out with your husband. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but the ideas and how it makes me feel. And I was sobbing last night in the, in the season finale, sobbing because there's just so much emotion. And, and it just makes me think like, I have a couple TV show ideas that I'm pitching, I have a couple movies that mm-hmm. I'm working on in terms of like kind of getting together. And, and, and it helps. It helps because it helps me to reach. Different depths of myself.
1: Okay, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I actively avoid violence. Okay. In as many forms, of, I took a vow of peace five years ago, so I actively avoid violence. Wow. Um, for my soul, my soul was like, "You're doing this. Hmm. This is not. This is not like, hey, this sounds like it's fun because it, There are times when it's challenging to do this. So that's like and, no X Men, no anything like that. Wow. Or no. wow. Not even Clive <laughs> you know, wow. No. Wow. And I'll, I'll like even some modern comedies I can't watch because there's violence in them. Wow. And so and it's because the deeper call is to do no harm. And the deeper call with that is to do no harm within. Mm. So tapping into the truly deeply sensitive being I am, which is why I did this has been cathartic terrifying and a huge relief
2: yeah wow kudos to you well done
1: thank you being plant-based right now is really helpful
2: yes i wish (laughs) i wish i am so close to going there my husband though is a south african meat eater so and he is the chef in the house so we're working on it we're working on it
1: you know, I I realize that because I've seen a report recently that the suppliers for the meat are having trouble distributing stuff. Mm. So I'm wondering how many people out of this will become plant based because there's just no access to meat.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind at all.
1: I would, <laughs> I would welcome I welcome it. I can give you food recommendations to have them try. Okay, because there's fun stuff. There's fun stuff. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, so what else are you seeing from people during this time of consciousness other than the fear and the uncertainty? Is there, are you seeing more creativity come out? Are you feeling more creativity come out?
2: The interesting thing is I don't feel more creative. I just feel like I have, no, I know that I have the time and the space or I'm making the time and the space finally to be more creative um Mm. so in essence yes i am encouraging everyone in my life to be creative i from an hr perspective i work at this um, kombucha company which is considered essential and i am yeah i'm starting now to do uh, some inspirational like weekly inspirational quotes and and emails to like all those working from home and so i've been tasked well i tasked myself with that actually and and one of the major things is like creating contests that allow people to be creative, not just in work or with their workspace, but also outside of work. So we're going to have like a, a, a contest on who has been the most creative, like in this process, you know, so I'm encouraging everyone to be more creative, which I think that's you, awesome. I think you just inspired me for my next episode 18 of my, of my podcast, my um, little YouTube channel. That's awesome. Yeah. How about you?
1: I have so far I've done now this is somebody who hasn't painted in 30 years.
0: Okay.
1: In the past 2 months I've done three paintings and I have a fourth one that's starting to come through. Of all different styles like I can't I can't describe anything because sometimes it's just like putting paint on the canvas and blending it and uh, seeing what it looks like. I'm sometimes it's actual it. pictures. Wow. My last one was a mandala. And it, it, it just shines. Like I'll sit and I'll look at it and I'm like, I didn't use paint that makes it shine. So what is it that is in within, within me that's,
0: right.
1: that's getting channeled right. that is vibrating at a different level than I'm used to for my paints? Hmm. So that's pretty amazing. I just signed up for a course with a fine artist in Canada who is offering a, a painting class online. Mm -hmm. normally it's $79 and he was offering it for 10 and the proceeds were going to a local food bank what wow that's how to do it I was like I gotta sign up for you because I I love your work anyways and I get to learn from you and I'm supporting people (laughs) (laughs) let's see what's more important than feeding people right now not much so
2: you know you if you don't mind me saying, like tapping into you, because you're, you're, your energy is open to me right now. Like, I know you've been through so much in your life. Like, you have 14,000 books in you of experiences. And, mm. you know, and it's, and so you have so many, not layers, because that's, I think that connotes something incorrect, but so many beautiful levels of depth and intensity and beauty. So I would love to see what's coming out of you in terms of painting. Cause I feel like the, the, the 30 years throughout the 30 years you've experienced, I mean, you experienced a lot before tw- you were 21, <laughs> but, but I feel like the, the, the meat has come since, you know,
1: mm-hmm. I'm so, feeling that.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm feeling that I'm, I'm feeling, I'm f- feeling a call to share what I've learned mm. and, and help people awaken. Yes. to who they are because that's that's such a drive for me i want to i want to break down the illusions of separation mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it is
2: you and i are so on the same page it's so it's so interesting that well i would say why we met now but i know why we met now right because i think we're both in it 100 percent now or 95% mm-hmm. in myself. <laughs> myself. So I yeah, no, I love that. And I think the same work that I'm doing is to be your most authentic self to be your happiest self and happy in the sense of contentment, not necessarily you're smiling all the time. But if someone cuts you off, well, we don't drive anymore. But if someone cuts you off, not to freak out if someone if someone if you lose your job not to freak out, I mean, or lose it or, there's just so much there's so much depth to every single person and it's just unfolding that. And I think that's the point of lo- one of the points of life, right? Not just to love, but to be who you are at your core, without all the distractions and behavioral mechanisms and survival patterns that we've you know that we've put in place to mm-hmm. protect ourselves.
1: Yeah. I, I know when I am fully present and fully grounded, the peace that I feel Is so complete and profound, and me. And the lack of ego present then that allows me to know that I can communicate with every sentient being Mm -hmm. because I am one with them Mm -hmm. is such a gift that I wouldn't have without this period, because I'm spending so much time in my garden to keep my sanity. <laughs> and, and so I'm surrounded by the animals, I'm surrounded by the bees, I'm surrounded by the plants. Oh,
2: and they're all out. all the birds are chirping like never before, for <sighs> sure. And the, and the, and the fauna, and the flora, both, like the trees and the plants are growing like never before. It's, it's amazing to see that.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's so gorgeous. It's just like there. I, I wrote this post yesterday where I said, you know, the humans feel like we're getting punished somehow, right? Because we're mm-hmm. trapped inside and we're not allowed to go outside. Everything that is non human is celebrating.
0: Yeah. And surviving. Absolutely.
1: That's so humbling. Yeah yeah it's like oh geez i'm so sorry i didn't realize that we're having such a profound effect on on your wellness right
2: yeah which is which is kind of sad in a way that Mm -hmm. i mean it's beautiful that everything's flourishing and but it's also sad that it doesn't do that when we're driving and we're outside and we're just we we totally suck we're destructive beings
1: We can be right. We can be, and I, yeah. and I think I think when we bring this awareness to look at the difference, of how everything thrives without us. What can we do to keep that? Yeah. Right. What can we do to foster that? How do we reconnect with all that is? Because we are not separate from it. We are part of the earth. We are part of the planet. We are not better than anything else. We are it. Yeah. Absolutely. How do we bring ourselves back into this place that is thriving without us in a way that doesn't make it go back to its previous state?
2: Yeah. Amen. How? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Spreading the word, right? Mm-hmm. Spreading the word and helping. Mm-hmm. I think you just gave me episode number 19 there. <laughs> I'm just taking a note right now, like literally, Mm. so I can write it down. Good times.
1: Yeah. So not making any predictions, but do you sense anything coming out of this?
2: Mm. (sighs) Let's see. You know, I think too, as a medium, as intuitive, I think they're giving me filtered information as we need it. So, so at first, you know, at first it was, and I think that's what they were doing with the, the isolation stay at home orders, and quarantine is it's going to be two weeks. Oh no, now we're going to extend it for two weeks. Oh, now we're going to send it for another two weeks because that's the only way I think humans can deal with this. If, mm-hmm. if, if someone had said on March 20th or March 15th, that you're going to be quarantined for the next four months, like no one would be able to handle that. But mm-hmm. now us being into it into over, you know, six weeks or four to six weeks, depending on where you are in the world. Could be longer, you know. you're it's now our new normal, and it's so it's easier to accept another two weeks or another four weeks because we're already there, and we're like, yeah, we would rather eliminate this once and for all than have to do it again. So I feel like that's one thing that I'm feeling a lot of is filtered information in terms of. And I always tell people what they need to hear. So I feel like this is exactly that. This is what we need to hear right now, and so that. Is but what they really need to hear is what I keep saying in all of my, all my podcasts is this is temporary. This is a temporary situation. It gives us time and provides us time for insight to be creative, as you mentioned, right? To be grateful for the outside and the flora and fauna, right? That we can, because we can only watch Tiger King right now, which you can't watch because it's violence. But you know, like we. (laughs) We have to get our, you know, our our juice on on, on animals in YouTube or on YouTube or, or Netflix, and also that this is uncertainty. And I think that my husband is convinced, and I'm starting to believe this as well. That we are in the beginning of a shift of consciousness of technology, mm-hmm. the way we do things. So people like yourself and myself are going to be the rising quote unquote stars because of influence because we're doing the work already and we've already been doing this work, but now people are going to understand, whoa, there's way more to life. What the hell is going on? Mm. And they're gonna gravitate towards people like ourselves mm. to help them see through it and see to it. I think, I mean, just for my sake, my space, my husband said this to me the other day and I thought it was brilliant. But he's like, the work you're doing as an intuitive business coach is going to be the future. It's maybe not the present so much, but it's going to be the future. And spiritual advisors there has always been spiritual advisors, but it will be a much more needed and necessary item, you know, in the future yeah. that people need. Yeah. Yeah. So, what else am I feeling about the future? I do, you know, I this will this will end <laughs> the next couple of months, but it will create this incredible new normal, and it'll be pre-COVID, post-COVID, everything, every conversation, and it's going to change the way businesses do. I mean, I've always been a fan of working from home and this is going to change the way companies do that.
1: I'm feeling that too. I'm feeling that there's going to be this awareness of this lack of need for offices Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and an awareness of people saying, what have I always wanted to do? That was, I didn't, I never gave myself to
2: do. Absolutely, absolutely.
1: And then how do I do it? Absolutely, like, like for you, your husband not eating meat is a big deal, right? <laughs> there may be a there may be a possibility where he's going to have to learn that mm-hmm. <laughs> a life without meat, right? And I can tell you from firsthand experience, I fought it. It was my ego because my ego is so well developed. <laughs> and when I finally gave up the fish, which was last August, I said. Really? Really? Mm. What? I've given up gluten, sugar, dairy, soy, coffee, beef, chicken, and now fish. Is there anything to eat? (laughs) And I pouted for about three weeks. And then I noticed that my body started getting healthier. Mm. And before this all happened, I was swimming four miles a week at my gym. Cool. Yeah. And I haven't done that since I was 17. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's ego crushing in some instances because it is. It's like, but this is my identity. Food is identity.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't think there's many things more many things more powerful than how you were raised to eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And breaking that down is traumatic. And when you do you open yourself up to what your body actually needs.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: And so my hope is that because we have a neighbor upstairs who he's clearly a sports fan. Oh no. Clearly going mad. <laughs> we hear him singing really badly sometimes. <laughs> 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 he's single. It's really bad. And there's going to be a point when he's either going to go incredibly insane or he's going to have to sit with himself. Wow.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: And what will come from that? You know, the healing of the masculine through this and all the wounds that the masculine energy carries. That has the potential for so much deep healing.
2: Yeah. Amen. Mic drop, in fact. Mm. Yeah. And and if only we could do that. If only people can do that more and could do that without this type of crisis. But I, no buts, I'm with you 100%. That would be amazing. That'd be amazing. Yeah. And it's going to happen for those that <laughs> have always wanted to or not wanted to be introspective and reflect. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Yeah. It's a, it is probably very, very scary for everyone. And so they're not just scared about the virus and going to shopping or whatever. They're scared about having to to, to deal with themselves. Yeah. (laughs) Right.
1: Yeah. Because it's scary. If you've never done it, like meditation, I, I was on a call earlier this week. It was like meditation. I laughed. I was like, so I'll wake up in the middle of the night and, Words with friends, I'll get like combinations of letters for words at two o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, what? What is this? Why are you doing this? (laughs) Oh, because I'm trying to meditate. Like, if I wake up, I'll want to meditate to go back to sleep and I'll just get this. It's like, so meditation, the thought of having no thoughts is a lie. You're going to have thoughts, whether or not you glom onto them, that's where the meditation comes in. Right. And they're like, oh, we didn't know that. Yes, no. (laughs) let me just disabuse you of that okay (laughs) Uh, well Seth it has been such a pleasure to connect with you likewise and I have one final question for now because we're going to talk again absolutely the final question is how can people find you oh (laughs) I thought you were going to be like (laughs) <laughs> the big question of the
2: world, or the what does what's the meaning of life? And you're like, nope, it's just t- tactical.
0: No, it's just I could you that. if you want me to. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, think
2: we, I think we've covered some of that. Yeah, no. Um, people can find me uh, Seth Elliot. Uh, sorry, so I am Seth Elliott.com, Seth Santoro. and then pretty much any hashtag, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest. I am Seth Elliot is my handle there. And my book, you can find How I Learned to Smile from the Inside. It's on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com. And And yeah, connect, connect, connect.
1: Mm. Thank you so very much.
2: It was the pleasure was all mine. And I don't say that very often. (laughs) Thank you. I definitely, I, I love and adore your energy and what you're doing in the world. And I'm very grateful for you.
1: Thank you so very, very much, Seth. I Thank feel you. the same with you. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Thanks. The action item of the week is meant to be fun. What is one thing about you that you've always wanted to do, but never found the time to do it? Well, here's your chance. Sit in meditation and ask yourself that question, and then take the first step towards it. If you feel fear, sit with that and ask yourself why you're scared. Thank the fear for showing up, then keep going. That's it for the week. Until next time, I bid you the highest peace, love, and prosperity. Namaste
0: your eyes and witness it inside in your bones you will know trust and let go and let it flow